we're live. Figured I'd, figured I'd start it out with a, a nice little song since Pinoza said uh, just the four of us, you know. They make they may kick us off Facebook. No, we got we got a yeah. we got a bio, yeah, because, bio, it, right? yes, because it sounded so realistic that Facebook thought it was the real <laughs> the real number that was playing in the background. We're no longer a billiards show. It's going to be nothing but karaoke for the next for the next fifteen it's a, minutes. It's a variety show, right? Expanding. <laughs> yeah. Q has got no talent. Yeah. Mike, uh, we can change it to mic it up and make a karaoke podcast. I'm not totally yeah, sure. We, what do you guys think? Perfect. We could have effort. Boy. Boy, it's got a ring to it, Mike. What do you think? How happy did Efren look? Got a bit of a ring to it. How happy did Efren look to get a photograph of Darren Appleton? (laughs) (laughs) If his eyes are open, it's a success. Yeah, I feel like at at this point in time, he's just like, he's got to feel like almost like a, like you can't walk anywhere without people wanting to take a picture of him. I mean, yeah. How many how many times has somebody said, "Can have a photograph"? (laughs) It must be so tiring. Yeah, well, I can tell you it is. <laughs> I I often heard. Oh, I, see you, you. I see what you did there, Mike. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's fun. Uh, so, uh, well, I guess, uh, Mike, how was Derby? How you feeling? It was good. I'm. Uh, I guess in the process of recovering and learning how to wake up at a normal time and go to bed at a normal time. Um, but you know. It's a pool lover's dream out there. You know, it's there's so many fantastic moments and matches and games and upstairs, downstairs, um, everywhere you look. And it's never an overload. It's just nothing but fantastic pool. And with the caliber of players that was there, I mean, it, it really made for a special, special year. So, um, but I'm glad it'll be another year until I get to be back in that place. I'll put it like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, 10 days uh, tough. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I guess before we get jumping in, I have a couple of announcements I got to make in the beginning. Uh, I am going to be working on a kind of a, uh, a project and it's going to be a, uh, super, um, classified project. So I am looking for potential people to help out with this. We are looking for a, some sort of, some sort of person who could do like 3d designs or 3d replications. Uh, we are also looking for potential lawyers for it and, uh, potential interior designers. So if any of those three describe you, the listener of the show, and you would like to get, uh, I guess involved with helping us out with it, that would be amazing. Please reach out to me, Nate Mindham, or to the podcast page could really help. Uh, yep. I'm often, I am, I'm on here pandering for help. So awesome. Uh, second, we are going to talk about the audio issues. So uh, as everybody knows, I've been kind of struggling with the podcast with a lot of different projects and, uh, my time has ran up, so to speak. Uh, we have gotten somebody else involved with the podcast to help take the burden off of me in a couple of different ways. Uh, and I believe we have reached our first hiccup cause he just started uploading podcasts about a week ago and I'm not or, or about two weeks ago. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. I just think there's something that's going on that we need to figure out. Um, so I did not realize that the audio issues existed until this week. Um, so we are going to get those all squared around and they're going to be fixed in the near future. Do not worry about it. It's going to be a very short term thing. Uh, so sorry about that for anybody who listens to the actual audio and not the live Facebook part of this. And I guess I should say because of the audio issues, we have kind of had a surge of bad reviews on Apple podcasts. 
we lost our five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and it makes oh, me no. very sad. Yes, we are down to a 4.8 because three people went in and gave us bad reviews. I think one of them was willing to mic, so I'm not really a uh, – I missed I one show. I missed one show, and it takes a dive. Goes off the yeah, I, I can't. I can't leave you boys alone for nothing. Well, I we. I mean, there was a, a listener last time that just completely torched us and said uh, the show is nothing without you, Mike. So uh, that actually did happen last time. So don't don't look up. Don't look. Don't look deep into who that person is. That's all I'm gonna say. so you saw it yeah Yeah, you saw it all right sweet (laughs) as as for the audio issues i mean people should know it's really just the way jim talks yeah 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 (laughs) so we have lost we have lost our five-star rating if you if you love uh any of us uh or all of us or the show in general head over to apple podcasts and get us back up to five star it would help out awesome please do um, and if not, then well, to, be, to be honest, Nate, considering the absolute nonsense that you spent, that you, you spoke on the last podcast, right. I'm surprised. So, uh, with that being said, <laughs> we can get, uh, I think we can get started into the, <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. you well, know what, Nate had that button already. on, he was ready to go with that mute button yeah. and to get, I reckon it was fair. I reckon it's federal that put that review in, that yeah, got you yeah, down yeah. to 4.8. It could have been, yeah. yeah Blasting his one pocket game. Yeah. <laughs> well, no Shadamus Nate is what is what he's going to be called from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to get started with the show officially right now. And the official start of the show is all three of you. Just go ahead. Blast me. Just just tell me when you're ready. I, I can so take it. I'll start because I missed and uh, I was at the airport and I said, let me catch up and see what these guys are talking about, because that way I don't go and ramble on on the next show, you know, about the same topic. And boy in that in that middle of it i was pleased to hear nate go and say with such passion and matter of factness that the kid had zero chance none of of winning the derby city one pocket and nate i'll let you take over from there i think we know how that played out i i i I mean i the more i think about it it's just disappointment on my side really I, you read it? What'd you write under, Nate? Dunce. Loser. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just very, I'm just very disappointed in you, Nate. I think it's uh, I'm embarrassed for you, really, more than anything else. Well, I wrote idiot yeah. on my forehead. What more do you want from me? No, I think that I think that suffices. Well, every, but, show needs, every show needs someone who goes tilt in the wrong direction because it right, makes the rest yeah. of us look good and gives us <laughs> good fire. Well, you know, like Nate makes sure everybody knows that years ago he made this, you know, proclamation about Yap and being the best player on earth. And you know, I gotta remind you guys again. So it's He's like there. if, if you want to wear that crown, right? It's got to be a two-way street, right? So yep. you you went out on the limb. I mean, it, you know, the forehead says it all, right? Even a, even a blind squirrel, <laughs> even a blind squirrel finds a nut now and again. Yeah. All right, my next genius proclamation. Uh-oh. Is Oliver is going to be a top five player in the world in two? You years. said top three about two. Okay, weeks whatever. Ago. I don't care. He's lost. He's he's been hit so hard by what Fedor did. He's lost all confidence, and even yeah. Oliver is now only going to be top five <laughs> in the net, Jim. If he's in the conversation for top five, he's in the conversation for top three. That's all. I'm most saying. most disappointed person in that prediction is Oliver. 
Yeah, right. Why has Oliver got to suffer because of what happened? And in fact, has anybody seen Oliver in the last, like, I don't know, four months? We'll see him at the Championship League. Oh, sorry, the Premier League. We'll see him at the Premier League. He's in there, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you guys get a lot? Penoza, you haven't had an opportunity yet. Do you want to blast into me for a little while? Uh, you know, Please. I'm not. A, I don't pile on. <laughs> well, when in Rome, Mike? Come on. Yeah. Water, he's just gonna, warm. He's, he's just going to sit yeah. there and smile. <laughs> I'm going to talk about how Federer was my pick to win the master of the table, and that I thought he had a realist. He and Filler were the two people who had a realistic chance to win all three divisions. Well, thank you very much. <clears throat> a boy, Mike. Out of boy, Mike. All right, I'd so uh, myself on the back than rip Nate. <laughs> my boy, see this is why you're this is why you're nice, Mike. This is this is why you're the nice yeah. Mike, right? Uh, uh, Lucy and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I addressed the audio issues at the beginning of the podcast, um, so you can get that there. Uh, I, I apologize for that. It should be fixed going forward. Um, you don't have to worry about that. Hopefully, uh, I guess uh, yeah. Uh, Fedor wins Master of the Table and does so in kind of convincing fashion. Uh, he cleared Jason Shaw by I want to say about 20, 25. Does that sound right? About twenty five points. More he had like two twenty, two twenty seven and a half. I thought I remember seeing. Uh, I tried to not use the the website as much as I possibly can because it feels like I'm like entering into the nineteen forties whenever I use it. So uh, I guess I'll look at it right now, though. And I, I, think, I think he was about 50 or 60 points behind because Jason had to win it to, to pick yeah. him by five oh. points. Yeah. Yeah. So Fedor had a 261 and Jason had uh, like a 180, a 203, I think. 202. Yeah. 202. 202 and a half. So yeah. it's pretty impressive. Uh, 60 points clear, basically. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty dominating performance. Um, I'm not a historian of the Derby City. Uh, maybe, you know, Mike, you would be more apt to answer this, but uh, 60 points, I feel like is quite a bit. Is, is that a, is that a normal amount or is that kind of towards the top of what it's ever oh, been? Well, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty just, you know, that's distancing yourself pretty much. And, you know, you got to take into account that what, what did he, where did they have him lined up in the nine ball? Cause he went out early. He got uh, 17, 17. The, the craziest part is Jason Shaw got second. Jason got second, fourth, and fourth, and was sixty points behind. Oh, that's what you that's get crazy. That's it. That's the thing. You win the tournaments, you get you, you get that extra bonus, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's I think that's probably the way it should be. Really, I mean, I think uh, for if Federer had won two to Jason's one, and uh, and Jason had got master of the table, then would you rather have been Jason or would you rather have been Federer? You know, I mean. Uh, there's two ways of looking at it, and that's that Jason would have finished top four in all three divisions. Consistency, which is, pays which, off. is which is pretty yeah. sporty. You know, yeah. if you're talking about an MVP type of performance, mm-hmm. that would be it, right? Well, so I mean, what year does that? Better. What year does that not end up winning Master of the Table? Second, fourth, fourth. I mean, that wins the t- that wins Master this year, of the Table and, probably most and, and years. The, and, and the year I that Shane won two as well, I guess that's not going to get you the Master of the Table. The year yeah, yeah. Shane won two of them. But you know, it's, I think the, the point system the point system seems to work pretty well because at the end of the day, Jason could only win it by getting first. It would have been really quite bent if Jason could have got master of the table by getting a second place in the nine ball, for instance. You know, that would have been a bit strange. You know, to win yeah, two, and you're looking at guy who wins it hasn't won any. That that doesn't work. You know, how so, crazy would how crazy would it be? Like how dominating would two players have to be if you went first, first, and seventeenth, and you lost to somebody who went second, second, uh, second. second or second, fourth, first. I mean, like that's 
Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, the best guy won it. The guy who dominated the entire event maybe just ran out of steam in the nine ball. Uh, I mean, he did. He came up against Filler playing quite well, I think. And I don't know who the other one was that beat him. Um, but, I mean, he was dominant. What a performance. Brilliant. And I've got to say, Jason, also brilliant performance. Consistency. Um, you know, it's uh, two guys that are on fire at the moment. And looks like they're the only two that, you know, there's only a couple of, there's only a couple of players in the world that, that can stop them at the moment. You know, and it goes for both of them. Uh, it's all, it's all three of them, and Shane. You know, you can include yeah. you can you can include filler in that mix. Yeah, I mean, I know there's I only, know he yeah. didn't get any any fourth place finishes, but the guy goes deep in the one pocket, mm. uh, losing Hill Hill to the eventual uh, runner up in Josh Roberts. Uh, yeah. Obviously, his his big foot dramatic finish against uh, Federer, where if the kid didn't scratch on the break, you know, he might have won. You know, three events. Um, coming back against Fuller. So that was pretty remarkable. Um, and then looking to me like he lost to uh, Shane too. Yeah. Who, fe who yeah. fed her, right? Yeah. 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 Lost to Shane and, Phillip. and that was a bit, I mean, that could have gone either way, you know, yeah. it, it, it really could have. Um, but Feder for sure stole the show that week, you know, and it's kind of hard to say that because Jason was remarkable and Josh was remarkable for me. Everybody else was kind of an afterthought. Um, but what, what Feder was able to do with that cue ball, his decision making, his execution from morning until night was just something special. And, you know, I don't think he had any business going, you know, where he did in the banks, um, just because I really think it's gambling with all these top guys. You know, more banks the ball well. Josh and Jason both bank the ball well. Obviously, you got a couple of young Americans who know how to bank the ball well in Billy and Sky who play both events. Omar Al Shaheen, who just plays phenomenal in banks and in one pocket, you know, to go and win that event is really what started the week. Um, but his consistency, you know, I guess kind of cemented, cemented his Derby City legacy, you know. Yeah. He's on the rafters. He's up there now. And, uh, you know, Nick DeLeon just jumped into the comments and a, pr a pretty strong performance out of him as well. He ended up uh, taking tied for 10th as, uh, you know, I, I would – I don't think he's an amateur player, but you know, he certainly is on the cusp of the, you know, amateur to low, you know, it's like really, really top amateur to low professional, even middle of the pack professional. That's a pretty good performance. When you look at what he did in that tournament, I, I just want to give a shout out to Nick. Well, I think there's a few players in there. There's, a, there's at least 10 American players in there who've got themselves some ranking points. And I hope that encourages them to go chasing some more, you know, um, yeah. it's not, it's Shane, not Bonning, just, Shane Wolford, you know, Shane's in there. Shane Wolford, you like? I like to see Shane Wolford in there. I hope that gives him a little bit of a push to say, you know what, I'm going to go and attack some more events here. I'm, I've put, my, I've given myself compared to the rest of the Americans, I've given myself a good start here. I've given myself a bit of advantage over a, a, of a few players. You know, Moscone is is always there in the background. You know, and if you're if you're in the run for it, why not keep giving yourself the opportunity? You know, um, so there's a few names in there, a few that I didn't expect, a few that that, that are new to me. And uh, I'm excited to see what, what uh, I'm hoping they all they all uh, think, you know, I'm going to keep chasing this. I'm going to keep giving myself an opportunity and I hope they keep going after it, you know. And let's face it. The, 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 yeah, the, the red, white and blue needs some needs a yeah. shot in the arm. You know, mm -hmm. you can't you can't you can't go out there with the same lineup and expect different results. So to see those guys like Wolford, like my buddy Nick, go and do what they did. Josh um, Roberts. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, jo Josh is one of those guys that's always. I don't think he really gets the respect that he deserves, but 
it's like you got to go and travel to all the events. I mean, he did well in Derby City, and he did well leading up to Derby City, you know, also. I think he had a strong showing um, in Iron City. Um, but, you know, will Josh go and be at, you know, the World Championships? I don't know. You know, well, uh, you know, he's got to go and travel to a lot of these big premier nine ball events. You, you can't just go and complain from the sideline. And I hope he does because I think the USA would do great with the way that Josh is in the ball right now. Um, he works very hard on the table. Um, but yeah, a lot of been a question as to whether or not he's talented enough to be on the team. I think he's, I think he's, it's hard to put a, it's hard to put him not on the top five list of at least eligible USA players. I think he absolutely belongs there. Well, go get it. it. Just go you get got, it. Yeah. Yeah. What Jim said, you got to go and you got to go and do it. And now like because of the rankings, you really got a chance to, you know, take the bull by the horns when you're some of these guys. So if you go out there and you travel and you compete and you, and you work hard, uh, the the numbers are going to be there. You know, there's a lot of guys on that list where you're like, who the hell is that guy? You know, that are American players. But you you got a chance to make a name for yourself if you exactly. want to go and do it. Why 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 wouldn't you want to play in Moscone Cup? And now is the perfect opportunity for these players to get in there. You know, because if, if players are going to be a, bit, a little bit lazy and pick and choose events, if you just invest a little bit, I mean, okay, there's going to be players that are maybe going to need a little bit of financial help. But if you can get that help and invest, now you've got a great shot of making that Moscone Cup team, you know? And why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to, you know? I mean, the, the three, four, five spot is going to be is going to be wide open for exactly. Team USA. Nobody owns those you know? spots. Nobody owns so, those spots. Yeah. I mean, everybody aside from Shane and Sky, you know, yeah. it's going to be – it's going to be up for the taking, but even Chris did well, you know, he, he went, he mm -hmm. went deep in Derby city and all the events before he got any kind of losses. Um, you know, Tyler performed well at the cup. It, it's, it's a good year and it's a good start. I, I love the way they're doing it. I hope there's going to be more events here in the States. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, that week was just, it was the kid's show, you know, and it's kind of unfortunate because Reese wins the nine ball and we're not even, we haven't even brought him up, you know, 20 minutes into the show. But that's just that's what Fetter did, you know. That's what Jason did. That's what Josh did. Um, to see those three guys have the level of execution that they did, like USA is in a lot of trouble, you know, because those are those are alphas. They're the top dogs at the moment. Right. I've got one question for 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 Molina as kind of our uh, you know our one pocket specialist, our one pocket aficionado. I was always under the impression that, that you know, you have these one-pocket specialists, you know, the Tony Jones, the Chip Comptons, you know, that have kind of tailored their careers at the moment in, in that direction to, to be one-pocket, primarily one-pocket players, and they'll go and play other events if it suits them. Does this, does this, does, does Feder and Jason and these other guys dominating the event, does that, is that a kick in the teeth? For one pocket that no. that these guys just come along and just play it once a year and take the title, or is it? Because to me, that almost says it's not about the game; it's about the player, you know. And if the better I, the, the better player is going to win regardless of what the game is. Race to three. Yeah, yeah. I, know, yeah. I think. I don't get three, me wrong. But, like, yeah. I think it's fantastic seeing all these Europeans yeah. go and play. Dennis Grave, Darren Appleton, Josh Filler, Kazakis went deep. Mario He went deep, and those guys don't know nothing about an up table game. Uh, but they can run out, you know, mm. if you they can bank the ball really well. well I think they, it was J Justin Hall that says that said that Jason thought he was playing snooker when he beat him. 
Yeah. Almost almost I mean, saying he's not playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, even Federer said it yesterday. He's like, you know, traditionally these one-pocket guys will go and just pass upon a shot that you're not supposed to go and shoot. He says, but I see it there, and if I think I can get it, I'm going to go for it, you know, yeah. where technically it may not be the right shot. I, I like the idea, and I said this the other day, where I love when great guys are made to feel uncomfortable in their greatness. And, and what I mean by that is I think Justin Hall is great. I think Chip is great. Tony's great. All these quote-unquote one-pocket specialists are fantastic players. Now, with that said, I love that there's heat coming from behind them. And I think those guys take a lot of pride in this being an American game, game, right? They take a lot of pride in keeping those Europeans out. I I, I think they were happy that Dennis wasn't going to be there, right? Um, but to go and have Federer go and win it, I hope it motivates these guys. But I can promise you one thing. If any of them want to get played, any one of those Justin Halls, Chip Comptons, and Tony Chohans in a long would, race. Play, yeah. would love to play any of them. They'll tighten up the table and they'll just squeeze them. You know, they'll, they'll, it'll, it'll be, but I, I love that we can go and have this conversation, right? Um, you know, Darren's one of those guys that plays one pocket really well. You know, and a lot of people don't get to see him play all too often, but he's kind of got a style similar to Josh Roberts. You know, Josh mm -hmm. can be kind of a, a chameleon. Uh, he can shoot with you. He can move with you. He can put you in the pack. Um, but, you know, these guys are learning the game. And as much as it hurts their brain, um, they seem to be having successes with it. And as a fan of pool, I want to see more guys get into playing it. You know, I'd love to see the, the Asian players like the, the Chinese and Taiwanese because their cue ball is so amazing and they can run out from anywhere. Um, but it's tough because, you know, you leave Jason a, a bank, he's going to go and bite. You leave Josh a bank, he's going to go and bite. And once he bites, he's got you in his mouth. He's not going to let go. You know, he's going to go and run the balls out and then he's going to go and put you in a really uncomfortable spot. They know enough enough to go and do that to you. So um, did, did, did it maybe did it maybe then? I mean, I've been a big follower of snooker. You had snooker has changed throughout the years. It used to be a case of get your chance at the table, get as many points as you can. Just pick off reds from around the pack, play safe and wait for your next opportunity to pick up some more points. Nowadays, it's a case of get those reds open as quickly as possible and make up a, a, a frame winning break in one go. Is that kind of how the European guys were attacking the one pocket instead of just picking off the one or two balls? They were just trying to get in there as soon as possible. And well, and do like and a, really attack it. Did they, did they show a different kind for we talk about it being a short race? Is this maybe the better way to play it and to really, really go for it right from the start and not play that cagey kind of game? The long I game. remember, I remember playing with Kazakis the night before the one pocket started, and like every time he had a chance, he just opened the pack and then he'd trap himself, right? And yeah. I said, well, I said, what, what, what are you doing? And he said, well, I thought we we're supposed to open balls. I said, yeah, you, but you open balls on my side. And now you're now you're in a tough spot here. He said, yeah, but I like coming into it at this angle. I said, Alex, you got to go and pick and choose your spots, buddy. Like with me, it's fine. I'm not going to punish you. Right. But when you start playing top guys who can go and 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 run out balls like you're you're dead. You know, yeah. so I think there's still a learning curve there. Um, but it does make for exciting one pocket because they do kind of they don't know any better. So they do go and take those chances. So it's like it can really make for, you know, running seven and eights from nowhere or it can make from you're shooting yourself in the foot and, and you're done, you know, no. before you ever got started. But um, I just, I love them trying. And Dennis Grabe is one of those guys who is going to be a solid one pocket player. You know, he, he's been playing. I, I know whenever he traveled quite a bit back in September with the rest of the guys, he played all over the place. Um, I saw posts from, from Buffalo 
where he had a pretty good score last night out there in Louisiana. Um, so I like that they're wanting to go and learn the game. And if they learn the game, watch out. I got. I got to be honest. I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't really followed much one pocket, but I did watch quite a few matches, and you know, there was some that I really, really enjoyed watching, uh, and others that, you know, uh, so you know, a slow player right. on a one pocket game is just not nice to watch, in my opinion. You know, I could, it's difficult for me to. But you have to read game the game. You're watching Tony playing. You know, he's a pretty quick player for a one pocket player, and he sees it very early. It's great to watch. I really enjoyed watching a lot of the matches. Some of them, okay, you know, it's down to the players whether or not it's enjoyable or not, you know. But, but um yeah. That's what cost Tony's match against Josh though. Like if yeah. Tony moves more and doesn't and doesn't shoot, Tony yeah. wins comfortably against Josh Filler a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know. And I know Tony's chopping well, up the bits to go and get a rematch. That happened the same way when he played Justin Hall too. I, I think that was the reason he lost to Justin Hall was because he was I think I saw, I saw the Justin Hall match. Yeah. I watched that match from start to finish, and I thought I thought Tony uh, Tony took some flyers that uh, you know it just they didn't work out. You know, maybe sometimes they will, but in a short race to three, you know, under those conditions with pretty big pockets for one pocket. I mean, I yeah. I just I don't I think you got to play the game differently. I, I just I think you have to play the game of one pocket differently, and you have to play it in that more of a you know just kind of pick off the balls and you know go into the stack if you have a you know a very sure thing but don't go into the stack on those crazy flyers uh, i mean that, that's know, part of what made he's, what made Fed, fetters win so spectacular for me was because it it, it was here where he won mm-hmm. you know yeah, we yeah. all know he can go and execute well I, I think and you know they've i mean they've been they've been kind of barking back and forth of playing a big set for a while now and they played it they played a little bit in vegas uh, I think for the uh, what was it? Uh, which, which event was it? The U.S. Open that they played? No, that not there. Um, no, the the Predator World Ten Ball. Uh, Tony and I think Tony and Josh played a little, a couple more uh, one pocket sets out there, right? No, Josh. Uh, Griffs. No, in Vegas, uh, Josh was playing more with Billy. They were playing by the game. Even Josh, Josh torched them. Okay. I mean, the Billy's credit, he stuck in there. Yeah, I was thinking. I, th- I think Tony. I think Tony played a. Uh, Josh again since then, but uh, I mean, I th- I just think when you Tony's got to move around better. I think when he's playing on those big pockets, I think you just can't open it up because those big pockets. I, I I say big, relatively speaking, of course, because those yeah. those pockets are tiny to a player like me. But <laughs> to Josh, who's like so accurate with the ball, I mean, right. if you give him four and a half inch pockets playing one pocket, he's going to be throwing his cue ball at every single bank opportunity, uh, every single flyer of a cut shot. I mean, <clears throat> like. You throw them on those four-inch pockets, and it's it's different. I think I think you got to play. Tony's got to play different. I think is. I mean, with with Josh and Fetter being so young, and those guys who we're all mentioning being, you know, fifteen to twenty years older, like watch out because they're coming, you know, and they they got a thirst to go and learn this game because they do wait, not wait, like to go and lose. Let me cut you off there because I think this is an interesting conversation. I wouldn't mind having. Uh, for the longest time, I mean, the, I mean, Jim, you can you can take your. Is, did you bring Dominic Dunn back with you? Melina, I, I, th- I think I can hear him in the background. No, it's my dog. Well, I got right here. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, kind of. Uh, so I think uh, the U.S. has been passed certainly for 10 years when it comes to pool. I mean, Europe has passed the U.S. pretty much in all aspects of the game. Certainly rotation. Um, probably an eight ball, too. I mean, they've just vastly far and away surpassed the U.S. at this point. And the one thing that I heard from the top pros uh, in the U S is that 
Well, we play one pocket here anyways. And for the most part, that's kind of true. I guess my, my, my question is two parts. One, do you think that we're more one pocket because that's the only thing that we can win in? And number two, if you think we're being passed up, I mean, what, do, what did we have in the, the mat or let's, uh, there's like four of the last five players were European for, if I'm not mistaken in the one pocket, Darren yeah. Fedor. Uh, well, anyways, uh, do you guys think that if it is true that we are being passed just because the firepower is too great to, to basically outmove them, do you think that one pocket then takes a hit in the U.S. if we're no longer the best at it? I don't, Pinozo. We haven't heard from you for a while. Why don't you take that on first? I don't. I don't think it makes a difference. I don't think anybody in the U.S. is saying, "Oh, I'm not going to play one pocket anymore because the Europeans are good." Um, you know, well, the, only, always... the only reason I well, the only reason I ask that is because the, the, the. I mean, how many how many rotation players do we have in the U.S. now? And you know, it, it started to die off right around when we started getting passed by Europe. It seems like to me, anyways. I don't think they're going to kill the game in the U.S. Players are still going to play, and they, they love to play, and they, they don't care who they're playing against. So I, I don't see, you know, pool in the U.S. going away because Europeans are good. <laughs> that to me, well, I just I, mean the infatuation with one pocket and, like, uh, our kind of, like, this is our home base. of pool. Uh, if, if, you can, if you think that there's a huge infatuation with one pocket, I think one pocket has grown in, in recent years, and it's, it's a fun game. And I think the Europeans – you know, just like the Asians before the Filipinos before them, you know, started to play the game, realized this is a good challenge. You know, this is this is fun. This is something to learn. It's something I can import incorporate into another game. Um, so they, they enjoy the challenge. So the U.S., you know, they just have to step up and play better. Uh, you know, that, that in, in, and I think the U.S. still has the best one pack of players. Um, you know, if you get into, you know, playing longer matches and, and that's always the excuse that U.S fans always use as well race to 150 and Shane will beat anybody whatever it is but but the case is that you know one packet's always been a gambling game it's always been a longer game a slower game and if you if you get back to that game the U.S. is still you know the dominant force in one packet so um, no I don't I don't think Europe is killing one packet and they're not going to kill bank pool and they're not going to kill eight ball and I don't think they've killed nine ball we just need more players more opportunities for players to play more frequently in big situations for big money and then it'll start to come. Okay. I don't Mike. think it's, I mean, oh, sorry, go Mike. Yeah. No, go ahead, Jim. I was oh, just going to say, which one for me, it's only one event. It's, yeah. You can't turn around and say it's going to kill one pocket in the, in, in the USA. It's, it's just one event. Like you said, it's race to three. Um, it's one event, but it's at, the end of the, the, listen, at the end of the day, it's, the, it's got to start somewhere. At the, moment, at the moment, there's three guys on the planet that are playing pool. I mean, we can't see what's happening in Asia and, and what's happening over there, really. We don't know how good players are playing over there. At the moment, it's basically USA, Europe, and a few like uh, Filipinos or, 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 or Canadians or other countries that are mixed in within the European set of players. That is basically pool at the moment on the world level. And at the moment, there's three guys that are just a level above the rest at the moment. And for whatever reason that is, it's at the moment. It's just their time to pick off titles and, and and earn some money as quickly as they can before it's somebody else's. Before somebody else, like a Ruiz, comes along and starts winning uh, tournaments, you know, or uh, or Shane decides, you know what, I've had enough of this. It's time to uh, put the afterburners on again. It's it's the roller coaster, you know. Jason Jason Feder and uh, well, Jason Feder mainly. I mean, Joshua's playing what doing what Joshua always does. It's Jason Feder that had the last month. 
basically for the two of them. You know, Fedor's and been Francisco, the I mean, them. honestly, Francisco well, Sanchez Luis has been under the radar. Well in really a couple of years, he's, won, he's won the nine ball, and congratulations to him. I'm sure we'll talk about him now and, and congratulate him. But if you look at the last the, the last month, what well, Fedor's been in every final up until the DCC nine ball in the last five events he's played in or something like that. You know, Jason with his 714 and then killing it at, at DCC. These two guys are on a different level from the rest at the moment. And turning stone. Um, but it doesn't have an effect on one pocket in the USA. If anything, the USA players should be turning around saying, hey, you know what, enjoy your moment because it's not going to last, you know, and, and calling them out. Uh, I want to just answer Greg Thatcher. I see him in the comments saying that that uh, us we, that we were all saying that Fedor's one pocket game was lacking. How does that crotate? No, sorry. There was only one guy, <laughs> only one guy that was saying that Fedor's one pocket game. <laughs> 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 finally, yeah, guys, finally. Oh, he's back. <laughs> but in answer to your question, no, I don't think it has an effect on one pocket. Okay. Yeah. Mike, I don't anything. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't it didn't go and necessarily inspire guys to play better nine ball when they start playing better nine ball, the Europeans. So it's hard to go and see that with the one pocket. That's guys, what I think. You know, um, so it, it's kind of hard to tell, you know. The the one pocket guys will go will only go and measure one way, and that's who gets the money. It, it, there, yeah. There's no other way to go and measure with with that group of degenerates. So, um, you know, I'm sure any of them would would love to go and play a big set for whatever amount those Europeans can go and come up with. And the place to do it will probably be in May at Buffalo's two thousand dollar entry, twenty thousand dollars added on top. Um, it'll probably be over $120,000 Calcutta, you know, so if you want to get a score, whether it's in the tournament or otherwise, that's going to be the place to go and do it if you're into one pocket. So, and I hope more Europeans go and, and attend it. Um, but, you know, the game's growing. I, I, I love seeing young guys come in and I love seeing, you know, new styles of play, guys who can just run eight from anywhere. It, it's just, it's a great time for pool. Um, whether or not it inspires the Americans, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. one pocket to me seems like, I mean, the majority of these guys are getting themselves into action and that's how they're earning a little bit of money. Okay, you've got the occasional tournaments that can, that can be a nice payday and stuff like that. But it's not going to have any effect to, to Tony and Chip, the fact that they didn't win the DCC. They can play each other as much as they want and people will throw money in it, you know? Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter. They can, they can ignore Fedor and, and Jason as far as one pocket goes. Turn around and say, listen, okay, yeah, you guys go and win your, win your uh, tournament once a year. I'm still making money every month I'm in action against you know, my own group of guys. Still well, it's like Feder, Feder's not going to get, you know, and depending on what happens with Alex, Feder's ro rotation action isn't going to be that much deeper to go and choose from. So, no. you know, if the kid wants to continue to go and gamble, uh, he's, got one, two players he's going to have to come outside his comfort zone. He's going to have to play a game. He's going to have to play a game. One pocket's going to have to be it, you know? Yeah. So, um, Unless he wants to play, I, I, unless he wants to play an eight ball set against Shane or something like that, then he's uh, <laughs> yeah, Shane and Fedor will never play. Ever, Qtech would allow it probably. Yeah, I, I I don't I think Qtech doesn't want it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that there's a I think that there's a respect there that it, it goes very very under the radar. It's not reported nearly as much. I think there is a respect between Shane and Fedor that is like few in in the pool world, and I don't think either one of them is even interested in playing the other. I I, I could be wrong on that, but that's I mean knowing Shane a little bit. Um, and knowing Fedor a little bit, I think that's kind of the impression I get is there's there's too much respect between those two players. And, and, and I'm sure it's probably mostly due to Q-Tech. Uh, 
I mean, I know, I know Shane told me. How Shane don't have nothing to prove to nobody, you know. Like no, no. You know, and Shane, he doesn't Shane, the money, Shane right? only, so. Shane only got downside. I think playing that game, you know, Federer's yeah. got all the upside in the world. Well, I think it's the same way with Josh Filler. I think that's the reason, one of the big reasons that. Uh, uh, well, I mean, that's not that side is uh, on the Josh side as to why that match isn't happening. But um, I, think that, I mean, if the players don't see the need for it, if their if their egos aren't big enough that they they that that that. that at the end of the day, these matches happen a lot of the time for ego. You know, yeah. it's a case I want to prove well, a point or whatever. You know, unless somebody's yeah. putting a hell of a lot of money in it, you know, and it's it's, it's easy money for them. And I don't think Fed is that much of an ego kind of guy. Shane doesn't really care anymore about that kind of thing. He's done enough in his career; he's done to prove, like you said. Filler, Filler, Filler seems like the kind of guy is is more likely the kind of guy who's going to get himself in a match in a one pocket against somebody that's a big underdog in because he wants to prove that he can play any any game. You know, Filler's the kind of guy like you Tony. Meet. Yeah, yeah, Phil is the kind of guy that you might get on a hook, you know, that might turn around and say, you know what, don't matter what the game is, you pick it, you know. But I don't yeah, think but... you get Federer like that. I don't think you get Shane like that. I don't think you get Jason like that. Well, I, I one second, because I do want to tell the story that uh, Shane told me as to how Fedor uh, got with QTEC, because I think it's an interesting story. Uh, Shane was in, from what I was told, Shane was in uh, Europe and saw Fedor play for the first time. And, you know, he got done with the match that he was in and called QTEC immediately and said, Fedor Gorse, this is your player. Go get him right now. And that was it. Yeah. You know, Fade, I mean, Shane saw what Fedor was from, you know, he was with, I think he signed it maybe when he was 18 or 19. I think he, he linked up with QTech. Well, he was with Pedro um, before. Yeah, I know. Mm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, Shane Shane said to, to QTech, this is your guy. Go get him. And that was it. I mean, that like Shane knew from when the first time he basically saw Fedor play regularly that like this, this kid is different. Shane, I mean Shane knows talent, <laughs> and he said immediately, "Go get this kid." How well, many? How many players? There's nobody that's you know, QTech doesn't sign many players. At the end of the day, like they don't have, they don't have five players in their stable. They have basically two big ones, and about a handful of you know other kind of middling players. Well, we, we, over so, here in over here in Europe, we knew it was that. I mean, from the from the age of like 12, 13, 14, we knew that this kid was going to. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, he had the right attitude. He, he looked like a pro all the time on the table. He was just so solid. And then he started doing his YouTube uh, channel with his uh, with his brothers, uh, uh, the the other two or three Russian kids who have not come through the way he did. But I think we all kind of knew that that was that Feder was a level above those guys. And um, he's just picked off titles at, at youth level and just made his way through and. Surprised he was world champion as early as he was, but not surprised at the way he's played now. And um, beating Chang too, you know. Yeah, I think I think he's a know, he's, he's a phenom, you know. He and he and he's 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 young, you know. We thought yeah. we thought Albin's year was special, and it was. But I'm this excited to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to go and see what what 22 is for the kid. I think he's also, a, he's also gonna, a hell of a start. I think there's going to be records broken this year in many different levels. I think we could. I, I would be interested to, 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 to look at the Fargo rates of everybody at the moment and look at what the Fargo rates are at the end of the year. I think there's going to be new records in Fargo. I don't know how far Fargo can go as far as what's the highest rating you can get, but these guys are going to be breaking the 830s and getting up towards 840. The way these guys are playing at the moment, the way they're winning matches and, and, and dominating against very, very good players, um, I think we're going to see uh, there's going to be some new figures all over the place, I think, uh, come the end of this year. Yeah. All right. Here's a here's a question. You guys got to answer this in one or few as words as possible. No justification. Just answer it. If I'm giving you three options, I'm giving you 
Fedor Gorst, or I'm giving you Joshua Filler and Jason Shaw, or I'm giving you the field. Who are you taking for the most titles this year? Pinozo. Are you talking about the list of the matchroom events? The matchroom ranking titles? All, all, the, all the major events. So uh, not even major, just, just every single weekend. Who's going to win the most? Jason, I'll take Jason and Filler as a pair. Yeah, me okay. too. Mike? Give me the field and let's bet high. <laughs> like I think don't yeah. get me wrong I think they're great but those odds give me the field there's a lot of great talent out there okay. and 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 winning tournaments is <clears> tough <throat> to do that yeah so I mean yeah. like and I think that's what makes what they've done that much more special but it's difficult and you got to have a lot of luck and I think any of those guys would say the same thing yep well I mean we obviously the field I think is a safe bet so it, it makes sense that the knit would go there uh, I mean, I, uh, think, I, I, there. I think it'd be unrealistic. <laughs> I, I think it would be unrealistic to expect Fedor <laughs> to win more tournaments than everybody else combined. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, unrealistic. Yeah. But if you, I mean, listen, the, these. Well, matches, I, I, I'll tell you what, he, he's basically even with the field right now. He's 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 dang close well, to the, not, even well, with the field. <laughs> it's not, I wouldn't say he's even with the field at the moment. I mean, he didn't win the nine ball. This is what we're talking about. You know, the nine ball is yeah. going to be the one that's going to get you the, the ranking points. He didn't win that. He's not top of the ranking list. That's Ruiz, you know, and. Uh, you know, he's, so he's down of the tournaments, of the tournaments that I of the tournaments that I can think of, I think he's I think he's three and three this year on wins. He got well, second at tournaments. He, he, he lost the DCC nine balls. He can't be three for three. No, three up three three and three. Yeah. No, Sorry, three for six. Three for six. Three wins, three oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. that's why like nine, nine ball is tough. Nine ball is tough to win with those with with that yeah, caliber of players. Yeah. Nine balls, and, nine balls, a tough, tough game. Funny things you're gonna, nine ball, right? You know? And you're gonna go and you know play the UK Open and everything else with even more guys that are gonna go and be there who can run out. You know, if the Asian players come back at some point this year, I mean, it's it's a lot. Like you're dodging bullets left and right. So, you know, it, it's it's incredible, but it's tough. You know, and it's it's wide open, but Federer's still special. You know he's at the top yeah. of the radar with with Josh and Jason. Well, let's uh, let's let's use this as a transition to our next topic, which is going to be uh, the one person apparently in the world that wants a piece of him right now. So Ooh. Alex Peggy Lyon and uh, Fedor are going to start their their matchup tomorrow. It's going to be hand rack ten ball race to uh, is it seventy five? Am I right in saying that? Mm -hmm. Race to seventy five. Uh, it's being played in Illinois, and it starts tomorrow. So uh, I guess. This is the third time they've played this iteration. Uh, Alex won both times. Uh, once was in Vegas. I'm not sure where the second time they played is. Do you know, Mike? I think they were both in Vegas. The same. They're both in Vegas. Time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I know I watched in person the one. I think uh, I think Alex was up huge, like 23 to 15 or something like that. And Fedor got it back to close. I think I think he ended up losing 25 to 21 or 25 to 22 or something like that. So, uh, you know, con you know, you would think that this is. At this point in Alex's career, uh, in this, you know, how hot uh, Fedor has been playing, you'd kind of think like, what is this? Why is this match even happening? How did it happen with no weight? But like Alex won it twice coming into this. So obviously he likes his action playing it a third time. Uh, what right. do you guys think? Pinozo, you want to start us out? It'd be tough not to pick Fedor. I mean, playing 10 ball, long race, but um, it's nice to be 21 playing long race pool. But um yeah, I mean, it's Alex won the other two times. I, I don't know, you know, how I would have bet that way to start with, but um, I think I would I would have to go with Federer right now. He's 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 working on all cylinders. 
Jim? Kind of the same. I mean, much as I love uh, Alex and his game, I just I, I don't see how he gets here against Federer at the moment. I mean, he's, Federer seems to have him on, on 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 all levels at the moment. You know, he's he's got the break. He's 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 just not missing balls. He's got the white on a string. He's I. I how do you beat that? I mean, we talk, one we thing that about Alex it. can do is he can kick. He can kick. I mean, he, yeah, okay. He is, safe. He, is he? I mean, he's only kicking if if he's coming to the table to get out a safe. You know, <laughs> is is Federer getting himself out of line that he's having to play safes? You know, I I don't. I mean, this is. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to see. It's hard to see how anyone can play better than 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 you know Federer. But, it's one match. You don't know. Alex is a great player. He obviously fancies his chances. He's beaten him twice before, but I can't. I, I wouldn't bet on Alex. Put it that way. I'd have to bet on Federer. I'd have to put my money on Federer, and I don't think I'd get much action off anybody unless I was giving them a start. I don't think. Uh, I think I'd have to be given weight to get any action. Right, Mike, I don't know what the line is on it. Mike will know. Yeah, probably around eight. Um, yeah. I mean, it's Federer's vogue right now. You know, but Federer was a 10-ball monster in September when they played as well. So, like, I mean, I don't want to say nothing's changed, right, because he's got more titles and more successes over the last 30 days. Um, and he hasn't Alex, missed a ball since then. Well, I mean, you don't – he's not going <laughs> to – he's not going to make a mistake. Alex has got to put him in tough spots. And the yep. way Alex does that is by breaking from the side. He's going to make it a moving game. He's not going to let you go and see the one, you know. After the break, even if he makes a ball, he's gonna go and and you know put you in some uncomfortable positions and you know make you kick three times and jump the ball. And we know Federer's great at jumping, but it's not gonna be these cupcake layouts that you go and get with the template where everything's wide open and the one ball's hanging by the bottom left pocket. It's just not gonna happen with the triangle rack. Um, and that's part of the reason why the game is happening the way that it is. Um, I think that had you said in September, Alex is playing. Better, the line would have been just as long to go and bet on the kid and mm. everybody everybody would have loved their side it's no different now um but i've i don't want to say written off alex but i've i've thought like there's been games where i think alex doesn't stand a chance and i've been proven wrong time in and time out and people forget a couple of years ago alex went deep in the bigfoot you know and he didn't have a great break then so he's gonna go and and try to outmove you try to get in your head a little bit with the way he's going to go and, and put you in some difficult spots. And if anybody can do it, it's, it, it is Alex. He's, um, well, he's one of the guys that can figure it out. He can figure it out while he's there, you know, yeah. while he's playing. And, but, and I asked Federer yes, last night, I said, you know, how do you like your chances? And he said, if I can figure out the break, I think I win by 15. He said, mm -hmm. but if I can't, if I can't figure out the break, then it's going to be tough and it's going to be close. And I think, I think that's as bad as honest an opinion as yep. you can go and get, and it is going to come down to the break. But with those guys, breaking 10 ball with a triangle rack is completely different than breaking 10 ball but with is a it, template. Is it rack your own or are you racking for your opponent? No, it's rack, it's rack your own, rack but you can't, go, you can't go and, and mess around with the one ball. You can't ball be squeezing after. the one down. No. Yeah, no, they're not, they're not going to be them in, Stick them in, give them one squeeze, and then that's it. It's a wrap. So... I think it'll be a lot closer than people will give it credit for. And but you know, even if Alex wins, it's nothing to say, oh well, I guess we, you know, overrated Federer. No, it's just that's that's the game where Alex has an advantage, you know, or or at least like where it's it's close. I say, but, I don't know if I, yeah. Well, but I mean, if yeah. 
if the table is open and Feder's on the one, he's going to get out like, you know, 95% of the time. I mean, he's getting out from everywhere. His mm-hmm. cue ball is fantastic. I I never saw him have to go and juice the ball more than like three times after a week of playing pool. Like he gets perfect shape all the time. And it was like over and over and over and over again. That's how well the kid is playing right now. So, you know, once you give him an open, he's going to go and take it. But the thing is, can he go and hit you with three, with threes, fours, and fives, you know, racking the balls of the triangle? I don't know. I don't think so. So I think it'll be a lot closer than, than, than people, you know. I think, I think it's fair. I think Federer's supposed to win. But, right. but there's, no, there, there's, there's no reason why Alex can't make it very, very, very close. If it gets close, it's coin flip. You know, right. and I mean, uh, Alex, Alex ain't going to bottle it at 74, 74, you know, or, or 70, 70. He's not going to, he's not going to disappear and, and crawl in a corner. You know, he's going to be loving it. He's going to love it if it gets, if it gets towards the end and it's nice and close and he's in there with a, with a, with a shout at it. But I he's talked gonna, to Alex he's at Derby. In the match early, you know, yeah, I, I talked to Alex at Derby and he said, nobody's beating me when I got to feed my kids. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. <clears throat> the guy, the guy wants to win. Yeah. Well, that's a statement. Uh <laughs> that's a strong statement. Uh I'll say this. Um I think I think Fedor lied to you a little bit in your interview. If he said that if he's breaking well, he can win by 15 cuz if if he's breaking the like if he's breaking with the template right now and they're playing a race of 75, does anybody think that Alex could get within 15? Well, they're they're using a template. If they're using a template Oh, it's alternate the break. Only with alternate break, not with winner break. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they're not alternating. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, winner break template. doesn't get to winner break template. If they're using a template, if they're using a template rack, is there a way that Alex can get within fifteen? No, zero, zero. chance. Right, zero. zero. We are. We're all pretty much in agreement. If they're using a template, so when Fedor says, "If I can figure out the break," what he's really trying to say is, "Can I? Can I make a ball and get?" a look at the one ball is if he's doing yeah. that we all i mean obviously you're not going to do it as consistently but you know if you're under the assumption that you are able to do that alex isn't getting within 15 I and mean, there's just no, no way that, I, alex, the, the, no, but that's why the game balls. the game matters and i think that's part of why yeah, i love yeah, what, what, what what these rankings are doing right because they're keeping it specific to to nine ball because the game really makes a difference you know it, it, well it in really this case the rack we, makes a difference because the, t- the yeah, game doesn't make I mean, a difference. Though. The hand rack makes a difference. Yeah, the hand. Yeah, rack but I mean, like it's part of it, it's it, it's part of what I mean, you know. And um, yeah, there's no chance Alex would ever play that game with a template, you know. Mm-hmm. But as great as Federer is, I mean, people forget like when he played Jeff, he got up I think something like ten or twelve games to zero or to one or something. Like he started off extremely. It was strong. nine to one. I know that. I know it was nine to one. Right, but the next two days. It, it it the the lead never changed. He was still up by the same amount of games, which means from that point going forward, they were even, and that was with the template. So I mean, the kid's playing phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, and he should win convincingly if he and especially if he can get that breakdown. But Alex is smart, and Alex has got a lot of experience, and he can figure out a way to go and make a ball and get on the one too. So yeah, the, uh, the only see this is this is the thing with the hand rack against the template rack. The, the template rack, a guy with a break like Fedos, he is making a ball and he's playing and giving himself the best chance of position on the one and he'll have it consistent he'll have the speed consistent he'll have the, the, the hit point consistent and he'll be getting on the one he's guaranteed a ball and he'll be getting on the one more than he's not now when you're using the hand rack it's about making a ball you don't really care you'd love it 
if the balls are sitting in a way where you're getting on the one, but you, you're happy if you're just making the ball every single break and you're having the first hit. You're having the first chance at the safety if you're not on a on an, on an easy pot on the one. You have the first chance of playing a, a tactical push. You don't want a guy like Alex having the first shot in the rack, whether it's a pot or whether it's a tactical shot. So for Federer figuring the breakout, it's enough for him just to be making a ball and having that first shot. Whether he's on the one or not, doesn't really, he'd love to be, obviously, but it's not really the, the goal when you're playing with a hand rack. It's very difficult. You can't really control it. You're just happy with making a one. You might have to be putting the one, you might have to be putting a cue ball in a spot that, that, that's not going to give you position on the one in order to make a ball. They you know may I mean? start doing like they do in the Predator events where they're playing to cut the one on the side. I mean, you, you Exactly. That could be the ball you're trying to pop. That could be the ball yeah. you're trying to make. You know, and that's why Shane's that's why Shane's one of the best guys who's got the, one of the best breaks in the world. He can figure out that very, very quickly. Within two or three, four breaks, he can figure out the spot that he needs to have the white on that break line that will give him a ball every time. And then you look to see, okay, can I get a one? Can I get a shot on the one? But you just want to be making that ball when you're hand racking. That's it. Simple as that. Make a ball and give yourself the first opportunity. I think it'll be a really good match. And I think it'll be more than just cupcake runouts. I think it'll be a lot more of a playing pool, yeah. which I which I enjoy. A lot yeah. more moving. That's what I mean, the, 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 only way, the, the best way of making a ball in the break could be from breaking from the side. And then you're having a real scrappy rack. But you'll take that as long as you're making a ball in the break. And, and, and not just that. one of the most consistent breaks. If he finds it, he'll be consistent enough to play it every single time. Yeah. And for, for me, the race is beautiful. You know, 75, it's yeah. nice. It's a nice short number every day where it'll keep me engaged yeah. and not be bored to my mind like half the time when I'm watching these big 10 ball races. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. And it's two great well, players. Yeah. So. You know, Fender is not necessarily the so. quickest player either. So. Yeah. yeah so uh i guess let's uh let's move on from here be after we give our prediction for the match so uh Pinoza, what do you think what's your score line race to 75 well i don't know um mike makes a pretty convincing argument for alex being able to turn this into a you know a 10 ball version of one packet uh, <laughs> you know because he does know all the moves and he's kind of strategized the game to his advantage to make it close um, but I'm still going to pick the kid by five. 75, 70. What do you got, Jim? I think he could give him 10 and get there. I go 65. Mike? 75, 65 for Fedor. 75, 64, the old man. Oh. The old man. The old man. The old man. The old man. <laughs> I just don't want to be the. I just don't want to have three fetters across the board. So I mean, you, can go, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know how next week's show you can go and crucify me for exactly. You know how it worked out last time somebody yeah. bet against yeah. Fedor on this show. I'm all, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm the only now, one Mike, rolling the dice a little. Now, Mike, bit, all you gotta so. say now, all you gotta say is just say Fedor has zero chance. Zero. This is what's gonna happen now. My phone's gonna blow up and say, "Well, you know, what? <laughs> yeah, I think no. Alex is gonna go and go high nine. I'll take, I'll take Fedor even. Yeah, I'll take." I'll take Fader with two on the wire, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And you're stealing, Mike. Fader. That's what they'll tell me. You're stealing, right? Okay. Yeah, you give, you give me oh. 10, I'll take Fader. Don't sleep on Alex Nagelaria. Yeah. I hope it's going to be a good match, though, honestly. Well, uh, we talk about, we, should we talk about Ruiz? We have to talk about the fact that Ruiz... Oh, no, Jim, why don't you... Hey, Jim, why don't, why don't you let me talk every now and then? I want to give my prediction. <laughs> They're obviously very good. 
I want to yeah. give my prediction. <laughs> well, Come we, on. Listen, we, all know, we, over here. we all know. All right. I'm going to give my prediction now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got 75, 68. I'll take, uh, I'll take Fedor. All right. I got my, uh, I got my talking in. All right, Jim. Yeah. There's no surprise that you didn't bet against Fedor again. How did that work out for you last time? I mean, come on. Yeah, genius. Genius. He learned his lesson, <laughs> All right. At least, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about Francisco Sanchez Ruiz. He's too good. We're going to talk about Darren and Mika because that starts this weekend too. And mm-hmm. I am running it. So uh, it's going to be streamed for free and live to the Cue It Up Network. Mike, what do you think? Melina, Mike, what do you think? Uh, what What's the matchup look like to you? What are we talking about? Say, say that again. <laughs> you're already getting uh, you're already getting barking for some bets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is going to be a race to 30 10 ball on uh, Saturday and Sunday is going to be either a race to 314.1 or oh, a race oh. to 30 and eight ball. So uh, we'll talk about the 10 ball. Uh, what do you think? Race to 30 10 ball. I, I like Mika. Um, no disrespect to Darren, but I've lost a lot of money betting against Mika over the last like 15 months. It's been brutal. The guy's just playing phenomenal. Who, who and- have you lost more money betting against chip or Mika? Oh, Mika, no doubt, Mika, because I learned quick with Chip. With Mika, it's always like, I'm going to keep on. There's no, He doesn't stand a chance. He's stealing against Max Eberle, and I'm laying like – I'm giving like three games, and all of a sudden it's 9-8, and I'm ready to go jump off the bridge, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> yeah, no, Mika uh, is playing is playing pretty good. His firepower is, is just fantastic. Um, I don't think you're going to see like traditional big 10-ball breaks from either one of them, but um, – Mika's I'll just say this. The, the table that they're playing on is super, super loose. It's a big, it's a, it's four and three quarter inch pockets and what? they play, they play pretty easy. It's it's all we got available, man. We don't have, we don't have big tables in Wisconsin. I'm sorry. It's the best we can do. So just got to yeah. put that out there too. J- Jason, if, if they get, if, if they get picked to play straight pool, Jason's seven fourteen might be under threat with that loose size of pockets. <laughs> if Darren gets on a roll. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're big, they're four big tables. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, okay. no, I think it's, gonna, it's almost as big I, I, as your pockets, Jim. Almost. I'd love to see the the straight pool, though. I think that's that's pretty fascinating, you know, with with those guys' history of that of that game, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if not, hell, let's go and play the third one, be eight ball. You know, I like that idea. I like to see them play eight ball. Yeah. Yeah, eight ball would be a good game. We don't see enough eight ball. Yep. I'll take Darren if it's eight ball. Yeah, I'd take Darren in the eight ball too, but it's, that would be a good mm-hmm. contest. Oh, yeah. that's unfair. I thought we were I thought we were sweating it, Mike. I thought I was taking Darren on both and you were taking Mika on both. Okay, so what are we doing? How much are we how much are we betting, buddy? We'll have to pay up at the Moscone Cup, but we'll we'll fire something. Dinner. Yeah. All right, then we go who's ever yeah. paying for dinner with all these three clowns. All this, let's get us <laughs> let's get us all if this is gonna happen, let's get us all involved here. And we need to come up with it. We need to come up with some sort of competition where we 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 each get to pick a player. So we, there's four combinations total. Either Mika yeah. wins both, Darren wins both, Mika wins ten ball, Darren wins the other, or Ooh. vice versa. So there's four of us. We four can do opportunities. that. I like that. How, okay. Okay. So how how are we gonna set, how are we gonna set this up? The loser buys dinner for the rest of us. What's uh what are we doing? Or the, sorry, the sorry. No, you're gonna have three losers. <laughs> yeah, Hold on. If right. Jim's taking Darren and I'll take Mika, any of you any of you clowns want uh want Mika with me? And then we'll just we'll half it up. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take Mika. I'll take, okay. I'll take Mika and ten. I'll make. I'll I'll take Mika. And now 10. we got three on Mika. Well, well, that's perfect for me. We'll chop it up three ways. Well, so no, I'm too, one, I'm too one, one bill for Jim. I'm, I'm, I'm double down. <laughs> one bill for Jim. I'm double Appleton. Double Jim Appleton. Is, yeah. Apple, apple. 
I'm two apples, and, and, and Melina's taken two, Mike, two Mikas, so we've got a Mika 10-ball, Appleton 8-ball, and an Appleton 10-ball, Mika 8-ball for the two of you. Which one do you want? I'll take Mika 10-ball, Mika Darren. Oh, well, oh, brave of you. Very brave of you. <laughs> I'll take Mika in the straight pool, too. I'll take Darren. Oh, if it's, if it's straight pool, I'll take Mika, too. I have no idea how this bet's going right now. Who the hell's going to do I. It no matter. Jim, Jim's paying Whoever's wrong, on, Whoever is wrong on both buys dinner for everybody. If you if you win one of the two, you're safe. <laughs> if you're wrong on both, you're buying dinner. That's true. Somebody's going to be wrong on both. Yeah, the one that's wrong, ball, the one that's wrong on both. 10-ball and 8-ball or 10-ball and straight pool? No, Mike. Mike, you've you've got you've got Mika to win the eight ball or straight pool, and Darren to win the ten ball. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, no, you got the short end of the stool. Those are good to the spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I that's good. Anytime you need, anytime you need drink reserve, uh, drink, uh, food or drinks, you go to Mike. Mike knows his stuff. You do not. I don't care if you have like. Bobby souffle or whatever the hell is there. I don't care. You listen to Pinozo. Pinozo knows what he is doing. Cocktail All right. Pinozo. So, so this is how it's going. This is how it's going. I got Darren in 10 ball and I got me or uh, I got, no, I got Mika in 10 ball and I got Darren in eight ball. What do you got Pinozo? No clue. You tell me. I think you got, <laughs> I think you got, I think you got Darren in 10 ball and Mika in uh, and eight ball. Jim's got, uh really? jim jim has darren and both and Mike has. so this is how it's Thank going God whoever loses whoever loses both bets buys dinner whoever loses one of the two has to buy a round of drinks and that's perfect for us because mike doesn't drink bingo there you go mike. who doesn't there drink you don't drink well we've got it on tape so i'm sure we'll figure it I might, out i might need to be in a dinner with you buddy I'm you, go you, the you're gonna struggle yeah. without it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just and went there out the it door. is. So, uh, I guess, well, we don't even have to get predictions anymore because we're basically, uh, we got bets on it. So that's good for us. But All we'll right. say this whoever, whoever loses both and has to buy the dinner gets to pick the restaurant. So if I lose, we're going to McDonald's. There you go. Drive through. <laughs> Wouldn't expect anything Nate, less from you. Nate's the <laughs> ultimate mover. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and if, uh, if, uh, if if I lose one of the two, we're doing like the one dollar mystery shots he can find. That's my yeah. round of drinks. <laughs> oh boy, never change. No, it, never change. Stay classy. That'll be good. Nothing, <laughs> nothing's top shelf with this guy. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. This will be fun. We got we got some uh, some sweat betting to do. Uh, again, that match is going to be streamed live right here on Cue It Up Network. It's going to be absolutely free. Although we are going to be giving away a ton of prizes. We have. Uh, a $1,300 Jacoby custom queue. We have a J flowers jump queue. We have a J flowers shooting queue. We have nice. a set of balls. We, we have about, uh, well, we have, you ready for this? We have this many magic racks. We have this many magic racks. Nice. We also have the Rasan, the, uh, the brand new Rasan racks. Oh, sweet. We have a predator queue. We have Tom Chalk. We have Tom Tips. We have Tiger Tips. We have uh, we have about forty jerseys uh, given from on board. Jesus. We are giving away. Yeah, I'll fire have... with the edit. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fire yeah, a fifty dollar bill. We are going to end up having. Throw some of that to the side. Completely outfitted. I was going to say, we're, gonna, we're giving away a, over. He needs a table, and you're ready to go. <laughs> we're giving away over five thousand dollars worth of product. Let's put it that way. Wait comfortably oh, 
over five thousand dollars worth of product for a two-day event. So uh, we're, we'll we'll give you all the ways that you can donate to the stream if you want to. Donations will get you entries into the raffles, so you can win some of this sweet sweet gear. And other than that, I mean, I'm even yeah, I'm even missing stuff. We're we're also giving away some uh, some trainer cue balls. We're giving away um, oh another cue that I forgot about. We're giving away another cue. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a really, really lot. So we're giving all this stuff away. And all you got to do is just donate to the stream. Could be five bucks, could be 10 bucks, could be a million, whatever it is. You got lots of stuff to win. And you get the pleasure of listening to me and Nate commentating on it, smashing each other. Well, it depends if you wake up or not. This is going to, well, they're here. Perfect. Somebody asked, what time does it start on Saturday? It starts at uh, 7 p.m., which I guess is uh, what, like 3 a.m. for you, Jim? It's stupid o'clock for me. 2 a.m.? Yeah. It's going to be long. But listen, I'm, I'm, I'm up with a. I'm up with a couple of week old baby at that time anyway, so she can sit and watch it with me. There you go. Get her started if need, early. If you need some help, I'll 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 jump in for the old man. I know baby duty stuff. For the old man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there you go. You, you might well actually I, I might I might end up taking you up on Careful. that, Mike. If you Vegas want, is just if you want to home, though, really. If you want to comment, <laughs> December, you want to commentate part of it, Mike, you're more than welcome to because I'm gonna end up uh, probably having to do a lot of the stuff on the floor. So um, I am yeah. a one-man band trying to run a stream, do raffles, uh, manage Darren and Mika, which is a full-time job. I'll probably end up reffing it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of work for me. So I will take the help on commentary. Perfect. Uh, yeah, other than that, I, guess, I guess that's pretty much it. Easy money. Yeah. Uh, I guess is there anything else that we want to cover? Negative. No, for me, yeah. I'm just... Uh, Sanchez Ruiz caught the donut today. Yeah, I was going to oh, say... Yeah. Ruiz. How are you going to go and dog Ruiz, man? You know, the how are you going to leave him hanging? Dude, the guy's just, the guy's yeah, just won the biggest title in his career. And you leave him hanging. It's all about nine ball, and the dude's just overlooking him, you know? There it is. Look at our man. There you go. He's been knocking, on, he's been knocking on the door for a while. Knocking on the door for a while. He's, he's, cracked off, he's uh, picked up a couple of Euro tours over the last uh, year. The kid's on fire. I would, I would even really go so far as to say he's, 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 he's possibly, you know, he's stronger than his best mate now. He's uh, Al Qaeda. I mean, he's it's been, that way, for, it, it's been that way for a couple of years. I think Jim. it's he been just, that case for a while. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. just yeah. never gets he never gets the opportunities because David does so well in in Masters, yeah. you know. Yeah, but um, I think he's uh, right. That's a that's a big lead. Sixteen thousand is a big points lead at the moment. You know, if you're talking about getting in in, in with the top three Europeans to get into Moscone. Some you know you don't go over the. T- I mean, I had a discussion with with, with Mike on the, on Facebook earlier. You know that's worth more than two Euro tours. You know, and uh, you can you can discuss whether or not that's fair or not. Uh, but at the end of the day, these guys are going to be going and fighting out with each other at Euro tours, and uh, you're not going to get there but winning two Euro tours on that sixty to, to that sixteen thousand. You know, so that's a big lead he's got. That's a, that's impressive. You know, that's uh, it's going to make a big difference for him. And uh, yeah, it's oh, exciting. It's a hell, of, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a start. And yeah. th- he's one of these guys where you know the uh, uh, the rankings were were made for him, you know, because he seems to be forgotten for a lot of events. So maybe he ought to get you know a, a little bit more respect. Um, so this is a chance to kind of go and play his way on to that team and to uh, and mm-hmm. it's not just the Moscone Cup because if you're in, I think within um uh whether it's 12 or 24 
that means you get automatically entered into uh, uh, getting invited for like uh, champ, uh, Premier League, uh, Masters. What, Masters. So all these invitationals, it's going to mm -hmm. be so many that are going to be automatic. So if he's, you know, at the top of those lists, then, you know, he's got guaranteed money, which is fantastic. Yeah, well, here and it you, is. Uh, if, if you take the top three Europe and your top three U.S. right now for the Moscone Cup, obviously it's the first match. It's uh, first event. It's stupid to even do this. But if if we do, you're looking at uh, Francisco Sanchez Ruiz, Joshua Filler, and Mario He. You gotta you gotta suspect that your um, your I guess uh, picks your two captains picks would probably be, end up being Filler or uh, uh, Fedor and. Uh, Jason, what I guess, Jason at that point. Uh, yeah. And then the U.S. side, you're looking at Shane Van Boning, Shane Wolford, and Nick DeLeon. Your, your, uh, your Johnny Olsen. Sky and, Sky yeah, Sky and, and Tyler. Ty, you know, who knows? Yeah. That's too early. Oh. It's too early to say that. It's just, you know, it's just shows you they are not ranking. Winning the tournament makes a big difference. You know, Josh, Josh lost in the final and he's, he's got half the points, you know. That's a. It's quite a. Winning the tournaments will make a big difference. Certainly these big ones, you know, the guy. The, it's going to be difficult for the guy who wins the U.S. Open not to end up in the top three. If he's a, certainly if he's an American, if he's a, US, a European, it's going to be difficult to see the guy that wins the U.S. Open not. Well, that's why the these things are weighted like that, you know, because I, they're going to go and reward guys who are traveling and who are performing well. So if I get you do that, but I don't. I don't necessarily agree that you can guarantee yourself a top three finish by winning one tournament. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think in the U.S. Process. in the U.S. you probably can. You can in Europe. Yeah, and, and I, I don't. But you necessarily probably can in the U.S. That, you know, I mean, what's 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 first prize for the U.S. Open? Sixty thousand. How do you make up? How do you make up? How do three players get above sixty thousand over a year? I mean, in, in Europe, you know, in Europe, it'll be easy. I should. I should say it'll be easy. It will, I will, I will, will not be easy. Your five euro tours are six thousand each for winning them. Well, it'll be tough for this go round, but you only get halfway if you win every euro tour. <laughs> no, it, I mean if, if you, it'll if force guys me, to add more money though. There and will we'll be there will be thirty yes. people. I, I bet there. Sorry, I bet there will be three people in Europe that will get over sixty thousand in money. I, just a guess. Well, in one nine of them, ball in nine ball money. Uh, in nine ball money outside of the U.S. Open. Outside there's, of the US Open, was it 60,000? I'll take that bet 100%. Wasn't the, well, 100%. What, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me talk. Wasn't there the 13 events here, on the man. calendar? Yeah, but they're not mm. paying big money. <laughs> I mean, the, the well, DCC the, the the, is 16,000. That's one of the big payers. I realize that, but but you're, you're getting one guaranteed from the, the world nine ball championships because that's going to be right at 60,000, right? Probably very close to it if not over it right so you're guaranteeing one what's the uk open gonna pay that's probably gonna be sixty thousand, if not more so you're getting two for free you don't think that one person in europe is going to get over sixty thousand dollars that isn't going to win one of those two tournaments you're assuming it's going to be a european that wins them all i i just well no i'm saying that well, i look, think that well, look, will what, probably look what they be, did at derby <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean that's what i'm saying i think uh, there i think there will be over three people three people that get over sixty thousand. Right, we'll see. You're getting you're getting two for free just for I mean unless the same winner is the UK Open All right, and put the it, World Nine Ball. Right, put it this way. So let's say US Open, World Championships, and UK Open, three European winners. How does somebody get above? How does anyone else get above these guys? So all three of them are going to get in based on one win. Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not saying that. I don't, I'm not I don't saying that I'm saying is I don't disagree. With, I think I like the ranking system, but I don't necessarily agree that one win 
should get you into the Moscone Cup. I think well, you should the, you should have to pick up world. points overall. If, you know? if if the American if the American or a European wins the world nine ball, that gets you in immediately. Yeah, but so that's because you're world champion. It's got nothing to do with points. That's just the world champion will play. That's all it is. Well, yeah, but but now but but now instead of the world champion getting in, now it's because you won the world championships and nobody can pass you in money, right? It's the same out. It's the same outcome. No, it's now the theory behind it's just for different. a different reason. The world yeah, champion sure. will play at the Moscone Cup. That's all it is. But it's kind of the same thing. No, I mean, it's, it's the same outcome. Mm. No, yeah. different. It's a, it's the same outcome makes, for a different reason. I mean, but then end, if the like, U.S. Open is the same money, then you're basically saying the U.S. Open champion gets in the Moscone Cup as well. Has there been a situation where uh, the U.S. Open was uh, an American or a European and never got in? Sure, it's it, it, it has it ever happened. I mean, uh, Sanchez Ruiz got, got to the final of the international and didn't get in. That's not the no. U.S. Open. That's a different event. Yeah, but it was the U.S. Open then. The US, the, the US, the US Open has only been going for uh, it's only happened twice since it was the US Open. The it was it time. was the old international before then. Of course, of course, I know that. Yeah. But the, the, the international Ruiz didn't start until 2018. Sanchez Ruiz got to the final and didn't get in. To the final of what? The international? Well, the old the US Open. Well, what hmm. year? What what? So, it's a new it's a new day and there's going to be more I, I don't think that that list yeah. of events is is going to be the end of the li of the events for the year i think as the year progresses no, more, coming in. more events are going to be added on to it it's a good that go and meet those requirements yeah for sure oh i love we it I, don't get me wrong I, I really i really like it as a world ranking you got to start somewhere you got to start somewhere i just you know the ranking will be you know if 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 tournament directors and organizers want I just, to cheat then, I then can't fade that. that it can be it can influence the ranking depending on how much tournament organizers want to put in in the beginning. Now, hopefully, then players start to ignore those tournaments who are not paying as much money, so it becomes less valuable and easier to win. Therefore, you know, it, you well, deserve I mean, not to get as many. But if, let's say everybody. Let's say all the Europeans say, "I'm still going to go and play the Euro Tour." It's still the toughest tournament to win, and the least amount of ranking points. Well, for now. I don't know. I, I still don't know. That's what I mean, right, right at this moment, right at this moment. So you would hope that the European players turn around. Either the Euro Tour puts more money in, or the players say it's not worth playing anymore. So it becomes an easier tournament, you know, and therefore an easier tournament, less ranking points. Okay. I don't know. I still, th I still think your argument doesn't doesn't work. Uh, getting to the final of something should not guarantee you a spot, so you can't use I that. I didn't say it should, but getting to two finals, what, what's, what would you rather have, getting to two finals or winning one and blowing out in the other? Winning what's one. more what's more valuable for qualifying for a Moscone Cup? Well, but that's why you're only going to well, get three and, this, and two. It, like the eyeball one. test is still going to be winning one of them. It's still going to be in play for two spots. You know, it's just three of the spots are going to come from how you go and perform. Yeah. I mean, I'm mean, interested to see how it pans out. I just I don't I don't necessarily believe that when we look at the when we look at the the the, the ranking at the end of the year, I don't think that it will look like what we would consider to be the order of the players who have performed the best. You know what I mean? It will be a money. It'll list. just be. It'll be based off of how money. you went. How yeah, but that's money. the best players win the best events. How else are you going to go engage it though? You know, no, the no, best I'm players win the best events. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the wrong way to do it. I'm just saying it. It won't necessarily give you a ranking based on performance. Yeah, it'll give oh, you a ranking well, based on what when you perform good. Did you perform good at the right times to win the big money? You know, did you turn up with your best game when the most money was on the line? 
Yeah, you know? the best players win the best events. I mean, that was the if there was a knock against Francisco Sanchez Ruiz coming into Derby Nine Balls that he's never won a, in a, a big event outside of the Euro Tours. I mean that that was the one knock that you had against him, and now he's won a big, yeah. real Nine Ball event, and now all you know all of that is it's and I mean, sixteen thousand sixteen thousand dollars isn't that much at the end of the day. Like as far it is as on the saying, ranking, it looks like on the ranking, which is the important thing. You know? Well, it's because it's the only thing that's on there. Yeah. Once <laughs> once the U.S. Open happens in April or what, I think that's uh, what's the next event on there. Is it um, is it uh, April? The April um, U.S. Open is that the next one that's on there? No, I think the 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 UK Open happens in May. Yeah, it's got to be something. Well, you've got the Premier League. Well, April's before that. Hmm? Premier yeah, League. April's before that. Jim, February. Jim's got a hard time with months. I, get, yeah. I don't even know what time it is. Let alone what month. <laughs> we're in. Yeah. So we'll I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I personally, I, no, I, I think I think Sanchez Ruiz could fit nicely into that uh, European team. I think he's oh, got Nick the right world for it. I think he's a good player for Europe in the future. Um, he would have been there if Jason if Jason had decided that uh, uh, he needed to stay at home after what happened with the, with, with Ara, that it was going to be Sanchez well, Ruiz that was slotting into play. So yep. um, all I'm know, saying, all I'm saying is, games. if if Francisco Sanchez Ruiz, let's just say he doesn't cash in the World Nine Ball, he will not be in the top five anymore with sixteen thousand dollars. He won't. Yeah, I don't think there's, he can go and rest on on one win. He I might mean, not be in the top seven. That's not what I said. Oh, it doesn't matter. Chopping it down. All right, we're yeah. good. We're going to get out of here. All right, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in again. And uh, one last time, uh, the announcements I made in the beginning. Uh, we have a project uh, that I am trying to get underway, and I need some help for it. Uh, so if you are somebody who can handle 3D representations of things, if you have that type of graphic design skills, it better be PG, uh, buddy, because all help. these 3D ideas of things, you know, and your manscape passions makes me a little, a little virtual, uneasy. Virtual reality manscaping, a little uneasy, buddy. Group, That's all I'm gonna group say. Man's, <laughs> virtual reality right. group manscaping. So, <laughs> skipping these two, uh, we also might need a lawyer and a, a you could yeah, be a lawyer, so. all right. <laughs> With that being said, uh, <laughs> if, if this describes you and you're interested in helping out the podcast with a, a potential idea, please reach out to me and let me know. And uh, now that we're at the end of the podcast, if you listen to the podcast using Apple Podcast Review, please go in there and uh, give us a rating. We, uh, we lost our five-star rating because our audio issues were terrible. We fixed them. They should be good now. You don't have to worry about the audio issues anymore. We apologize for that. But couple people went over there and gave us like three stars and a four star. So uh, please go over there and I don't know, help us fluff our ego by getting back up to five stars. All right. Oh, with that, we're getting out of here. Oh, Jim's over there. Like uh, he looks so sad. <laughs> I forgot about you, Jim. <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, so we'll close it out. So thanks everybody again for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Later. Actually, we'll see, you, we'll see you Saturday, right? Yeah. We're going to see you Saturday. Yeah. Right now, Lee. All right. Take care, everyone.